Are you ready to take control of your life? Overcome the obstacles that have been holding you back. I'm Dr. D and welcome to Quitting is Not an Option, a podcast that inspires and empowers you to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. I know what it feels like to be held back by past failures and setbacks as I myself lost a multi-million dollar business, home, investments, and marriage due to the bad acts of a CFO. But I rose from the ashes and recreated a new life. And now I am an accomplished author, gifted speaker, consultant, and life coach. And each episode will cover tips and strategies to overcome adversity, overcome fear and feelings of failure. We also have experts and special guests who share their inspiring experiences to support you every step of the way. Together, we can help you find joy in your journey while positioning you towards success. Let's get started. Breathology is the relearning and understanding of how you can optimize every single breath to become more energized in your daily life. It can be described as consciously directing your breathing in a certain way in order to influence certain processes in your body and mind. Some benefits of breathology are a more powerful immune system, eliminating inflammation, promoting rapid recovery, strengthening the respiratory system, better sleep. It can support the body's healing, transform stress to resilience, and improve athletic performance. That's just to name a few. Breathology can also be a spiritual practice which can allow you to move beyond your mind and body and help you connect to your inner self. Many people who practice breath work experience spiritual awakenings and the ultimate state, meditation and relaxation. There are several ways breathing can affect the brain. It usually boils down to the type of breathing practice used. Deep breathing relaxes our system, which increases blood flow. It releases toxins and opens up lung tissue. And to my New Year, New Year sisters, know that breathing exercises can even assist with increasing the fat burning process. Sisters, can we use it? Absolutely. It can be a great addition to your workout routine and can help to boost the entire weight loss process. There are numerous other benefits in practicing breathology. Allow me to welcome the PFAM around the world who are joining us today. And as always, a special shout out to our family joining us for the first time. Thank you for tuning in for this all-important Black 
History Month topic. Before we dive in with our special guest, sit back and relax. We have a special guest for you today. But please remember to stay tuned for info on our upcoming Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places self-love retreat, which will be held at the MGM Grand at National Harbor, Maryland. Now, let's get to our special guest. Joining us today is Ms. Ayo Handy Kendi, who is a breathologist and the creator of Black Love Day. Ms. Kendi, also known as Mama Ayo and renowned as the Breath Siku, is a master teacher with over 50 years experience in breathology and, mind you, is one of a few African-Americans certified in transformative breath practices. She is the founder and CEO of Positive Energy Works, a woman-owned Maryland-based wellness service, which has been in operation since 2004. Her offering include Optimum Life Breathology, OLB, which is a system of applied breathing techniques in which she trains and certifies breathologists now well over 250. Her signature training includes transcendence breath work, relearn how to breathe and breathe and breath circles to heal the divides and laughter yoga. Miss Kendi has breathed with millions over the media, including appearances on Steve Harvey Morning Show and the Roland Martin's New Hour. She is the founder of Black Love Day, which is held February 13th and inspired by a spiritual message in 1993. Miss Hindi serves and has been serving since 1989 as the founder director African-American Holiday Association, AAHA, which stewards Black Love Day and her signature, The Ritual of Reconciliation. She's the author of Black Love Book, The Power of the Breath, Why the Breath Has So Much Power and Applied Breathology. She co-produced five relaxation CDs and seven DVDs of wellness and cultural enrichment. Her work as a speaker, storyteller, a coach, and a community organizer has been internationally sought after. She attributes breath techniques and holistic healing as the self-care practices. She attributes breath techniques and holistic healing as the self-care practices that helped her spiritually overcome childhood sexual abuse, addiction, homelessness, domestic violence, the murder of her teenage son, and very close together transitions of several family members. Her mottos are, Black love is Black self-care. 
and breathe better, live better. Amazing, to say the least. Hey, fam. Again, thank you for joining me today as I welcome Miss Ayo Handy Kendi. Miss Handy Kendi, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so excited to have you today. We give thanks and praise, Dr. D. That was quite an opening, and uh, you said so much about the power of the breath. It was a wonderful introduction to the subject matter that we're going to talk about today. Wonderful, wonderful. And as I said before we got started, I can't wait to have my session. I never knew about it beforehand, but I am intrigued now, totally intrigued. So who can use the breathology method? Um, everybody. 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 Uh, children benefit, elders benefit, uh, of course, the parents uh, who are sandwiched between a lot of their elders and their children. Um, the work with the breath changes um, the physiology, the emotional psychology, and the day-to-day, everyday habits that we deal with. And so we do affirm with that model, breathe better, live better. Because as soon as you have a more effective breath, everything changes and everything becomes better. Amazing. And I, I just have to wonder in my heart, my spirit, my mind, why is this the best kept secret? Because as I learn about it, I, I mean, I've done meditation and, and you know, you do some breathing there, but to hear about breathology and all its benefits, why is it not more well known? Well, let's say this. Um, there are nine out of 10 people that's been researched that are not breathing efficiently. They have dysfunctional breathing patterns. That's particularly in the United States, but I've been blessed to have traveled overseas for about nine, um, oh, I guess about nine different countries and five of them are Africans. And I believe that as the world develops with its modern technology, Many of us are succumbing to stress, and stress shows up in dysfunctional breathing patterns. But because everyone breathes, right? You, you wouldn't be alive if you didn't breathe. Yet, I believe that we don't really focus on what is an effective breath. To breathe effectively and not in a dysfunctional pattern is the goal of breathology. Breathology, as I was blessed to define it in 2004, is the art and science of the awareness of breathing, the application of effective breathing techniques, and to have the understanding of the mechanics of breathing. And I think COVID kind of pulled the wrapper off of how many people were already struggling to breathe effectively, that having challenged breathing unfortunately took out a whole lot of people who might have made it 
with their level of inflammation that was all in their lungs, the level of people who were already overweight. And so therefore there was lots of inflammation all within the tissues of the lungs, along with this excessive weight. And there were people who have had asthma for years. Those were people also, unfortunately, because of challenged breathing, um, they could not handle uh, the level of uh, inflammation and the uh, virus uh, infiltration that affected the lung and immunity system's capability to rid itself of this virus. I think that unfortunately, we did lose a lot of people, but yet I was very blessed that as, um, you know, many people were turning to me and they were saying, you know, how, how do you breathe through this? How do you really, you know, push this uh, COVID out? And I didn't get it in the first wave, but I got it in this last wave, which I asked you in uh, last year. I was with a young man who said, you know, he was hot and he was, you know, sweating. I'm sitting there listening to him intently. He's telling me his whole story. He's homeless. He's challenged. And as I listened to him without a mask on, um, within about five to ten minutes, I said, you know, I really need to put my mask on. And the very next day, I was hot. I was sweating. But it took me three days. Uh, I, I, I took the COVID test at home. It took me two additional days after just staying in bed all day long that first day. The other two days, I went to work and I did the things that I had learned also as a 50-year holistic practitioner. I learned that the immune system, every effective breath shifts the energy of the ability of the immune system to operate effectively. And I honestly believe, Dr. D, I believe that it's part of somewhat of a medical conspiracy that the doctors who know how effective the breath is, we, we can't live without our breathing. You know, uh, they know. They understand that if you utilize your breathing technique in the way that makes the difference and effective from a dysfunctional breath, that you are able to maximize every cellular shift, change, and energy within the cellular walls, the cellular structure. You are able to maximize the input of the oxygen from the air, mm -hmm. the ex Isolation or the exing out of the toxic toxins within the system. And I think that because they don't tell us that, to me, I can't help but think that there's something a little suspicious about the number of people that are so sick, the number of particular people who look like you and I, Black Americans, have disproportionate issues with diabetes and high blood pressure and heart attacks and cancer. Uh, the prostate issues that so many men deal with. We can go on and on. And the asthmatic issue that many of us have, the lupus, things are all related to excessive stress. And they all come back to the ineffectiveness 
of effective breathing. Amazing. There's something really wrong with the picture. I've, I've actually, uh, some college students who were uh, learning about, um, uh, uh, they were learning about lungs. They were almost, you know, they were studying to be doctors. And they, they said, well, you know, sister, how, how do you actually breathe? And when I showed them the technique that I have been perfecting that I have shared with millions of people on radio and TV and print, they said, well, nobody ever told us that. It, it, it's, it's just a simple shift in the way that you utilize your lungs. And I said, you know, well, that's a shame. That should be the first thing you learn. Dr. Whale, who teaches, uh, who's a naturopathic doctor, he states emphatically that when a doctor sees a patient, that the first thing that the doctor should check is their pattern of breathing. Not the last thing, but the very first thing that the doctor should look at is the way in which the person breathes. So well, I, it's, well, I think that's why we don't really understand enough. Right. And it's so amazing that there's such a struggle between traditional medicine and holistic medicine. When if we just all use the benefits of both, um, I've been a holistic person for years, as far back as I can remember, but I still dabble in some of the traditional things that have to be done. And I leave it this way. If you break an arm, you know you need to go get some traditional help, okay? But if you have diabetes, if you have high blood pressure, if you have some of these things that you are just pumping down meds day in and day out, it's nothing wrong with looking for alternative ways to help yourself. Why? For me, when I listen to, you have this and you're going to have it the rest of your life, when I listen to, you got to take these drugs the rest of your life, but the side effects to the drugs are too numerous for us to talk about. Then to me, and I'm not pre um, you know, predicting anything for anyone else, but to me, it says, look for alternative measures. Now, Ms. Kendi, when we look at the benefits, I mean, you've talked about some great things. But when we think about all of these great benefits, how soon after starting would one see some results from barathology? That's, that's an excellent question. Um, I say that the first thing we do when we come into the world, we take our first breath. Yes. The last thing we do when we leave this world, we take our last breath. Absolutely. And everything in between can be made better by the way that we breathe. I have actually sat with a person and helped them shift their breath pattern. And within two minutes, people have said, wow, I actually feel oxygen coming in my body. Two minutes? Oh, a minute. <laughs> I've had people take one effective breath, shifting the pattern. And we'll describe that, you know, in a few minutes. But shifting the pattern of the way that they breathe. And they have said, my goodness, gee, I feel that. I feel that. To then come from ineffective dysfunctional breathing 
of which we've gotten, it's become a habit for most of mm-hmm. And so in order to change the habit, it may take anywhere from two weeks to three weeks before we shift the pattern. I have been able to perfect a concept that helps people to become more aware of the movement of breath in and out of their bodies and to continue in the practice, which reminds the body that when we first started in this world, we all had an effective breath. Exactly. We were breathing from our bellies, which is actually the area in which then we, we, we speak of the scientific concept of the diaphragm. So when we all come into this world, we're breathing from our diaphragm. Many of, our, many of us, our lungs are not even formed at the beginning of life. Some of us, our children, uh, their lungs don't really fully form until some of them are age three, some are age four. I've read as late as age five when they're fully formed. And so because we don't utilize this diaphragm, which is the largest muscle in our bodies, it is below the rib cage. It connects the top of the, 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 the bottom of the lungs and the top of our bellies, right? Mm-hmm. So because we came into the world breathing from the diaphragm, the method that I've been able to perfect helps to remind or reawaken the memory that this is the functional area that we all breathe from. Once the memory of that functional area is reawakened, uh, the habit just needs to kind of, you know, be broken. And if you tell somebody generally take a deep breath, you'll see that habit. People will lift up their shoulders all up high. They'll stick out their chest. You know, uh, yeah, I call them chest sit-ups, you know, right? They just, you know, distort their whole body, try to show me, yeah, I, I, I don't breathe deeply and fully and consciously, right? And I say, no, that's not a deep breath. A deep breath is deep in the body. It's deep near the belly button. And this is where the diaphragm, once it begins to get remassaged and reawakened and reutilized, we begin to break the habit of dysfunctional breathing. So how, but how often should one practice the technique? I encourage people that once they gain the awareness of dysfunctional breathing, that um, I encourage people to utilize my method uh, which is simply sort of retraining the diaphragm. Okay. And I suggest they uh, start off in the morning. I tell them, thank the creator for having breath in their body. And then allow themselves to be aware of their breath. And okay. I encourage people to put one hand on their chest, put the other hand right at the belly button, uh, connecting with the belly button, allowing four fingers to rest just below their belly button, stretching mm-hmm. flat towards their belly. Uh, we say as if they're loving and hugging their belly, right? And allow yourself to just lay flat. It's easier to relearn how to breathe laying flat. Okay. Uh, and you allow the breath to move in and out of the lower portion of your body. 
So ensure that you're seeing and maximizing this technique or this experience. We ask people to put a book, a very small book, or even a pillar, and, and, and put it there also at your belly button. And you can just place your hand there to kind of anchor it and breathe into this part of your body. People really start saying, wow, look at that. I'm, I'm lifting up this pillow, this book with my, with my actual belly area, my diaphragm. And as you lay there, turn on some relaxing music, you know, just enjoy the experience of feeling the breath of life flowing in and out and in and out. About 10 of these experiential breathings can begin the whole process of reawakening this part of the body that's become numb and, and detached and often we hold the body real tight and we hold our stomach in. We've been uh, programmed to hold yes. our bodies in. Yes. Men in particular, you know, hold, hold your stomach in tight and sit out your chest, you yeah. know, kind of like women too, uh, you know, because your belly's too big, you know, you, you, you put on the girdle, all these ways in which we're programmed. Not to just love the softness and the, <laughs> the, the the roundness of our bellies. So we have to reawaken. We have to take away the programming. Uh, we have to reestablish that breath connection that flows in and out. Very easy, very mm -hmm. effortlessly. Don't have to distort the body. Don't have to do anything of holding the breath or, or blowing it out with our mouths like a whistle. All of these are the dysfunctional patterns of breathing that we have to break those habits. We have to break so, those. And, and so we've learned. Three weeks, right. People generally have felt the difference and they relearn how to breathe. Uh -huh. Okay. All right. Now, this is really exciting because typically any new venture that you embark on, it takes months and sometimes years to perfect it. So you're telling us three weeks we can be breathing properly. Yes. You mentioned yes. just a little bit about, you know, the scientific part of it. I want to know what impact does breathology have on stress? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And can you tie that into the scientific evidence that has been proven time yes. and time again? Yes. The, uh, FDA, the Federal Drug Administration, uh, actually has given us a proven stamp that uh, better breathing makes all the difference in stress. Uh, the National Institute of Health also have put that stamp of approval that the more we are able to be in a relaxed state, we are able to manage this concept that's called stress. And the concept of stress is misunderstood. We think that you've got to feel stress or feel stressed out. However, stress is a hormonal release in the body system when we, the body is at a state in which the spirit, mind, body feels that it is not able to manage something mm -hmm. that is approaching it. And therefore, the hormones they help us to be more relaxed, uh, to release things like pain, to manage the uh, flow 
of what is called hormones that actually do uh, increase our ability to, to, to have different clarity in the way that we see, okay? Uh, to increase our energy level. So that, you know, the, uh, I always tell the story of a, a, a woman who may be in an accident and her child is uh, stuck in the car. And, and, and somehow or another, she gets this burst of energy to be able to push that car aside. Stress hormones, building her energy, and giving her strength to be able to mm, pull that child out on the system. Stress hormones affect us in many, many different ways. They provide the pain relief, they provide the uh, adrenaline that, you know, we call it the, the, uh, that energy that, that probably drove that woman to be able to, to manage with the strength. On and on and on, about five or six of these stress hormones very effective for what is needed at the moment. However, the goal of the breath is to help to regulate the stress hormones so that they don't become excessive, that they don't just build up. Mm-hmm. They use for the moment, and then, of course, the body goes back into homeostasis or balance. However, in our modern-day world, and the levels of the many stresses that most of us encounter, we are not utilizing any kind of tool that begins to push those stress hormones to help them release from the body. So to be in a state of relaxation is a very critical state to be in because um, if you've already been breathing effectively, the body now has kind of become much more calmer. The spirit, mind, body connection, uh, it, it may feel the stress. It may feel anger. It may feel the, oh, the excitement of the pain. And, oh, my God, you know, that feeling. Yet, with the breath, we've come up with almost like a thermostat. The thermostat the breath kind of brings it all back down to a much calmer level, especially if in that situation in which, you know, everything in the body system is saying, alert, alert, something's bothering us, we're being stressed, oh my God, I can't handle this, what's going on? Instead, now this alert system kicks in. And the better breathing allows the nervous system to deal with the stress hormones, deal with the stimulation of those stress hormones to the nervous system. And the body begins to just kind of calm. Calm down, relax, just flow into it. I have to tell you, you're placing me in that space right now and I'm not even breathing, but just to hear you talk about it and to learn all about it, it really is having an effect, uh, an impact on me right now. So I can only imagine when I put this with the breathing, it's going to compound the relaxation of it all. Now, let's talk a little bit about the impact that it can have on trauma. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so that's that's kind of my favorite subject. Okay. Because I I I was even though I've been working with the breath for over 50 years, I started working with breath at age 19. Amazing. At the same time, I was having a lot of issues, you know, and I was angry all the time. I was um I always felt uh, disconnected from my body. I always felt numb a lot. Hmm. Uh, so I used drugs, I drank, and I learned about breath techniques because I saw I was holding my breath a lot. I read my first book about breathing at age 19 called The Science of Breath. And it helped me to understand why was I holding my breath all the time. And it, it identified that there had been something perhaps in my early life that had traumatized me, mm -hmm. that had started the pattern of holding my breath. And they identified for me what I continue to teach about whenever I'm asked. Holding your breath relates to the brain stem, which is this little round, soft little Somewhat of, uh, if, you, if you take your hand in the back of your neck and you run it from uh, the kind of crease in your neck and you go mm -hmm. up to where the, uh, the neck connects with the skull, you'll feel a little soft kind of protrusion, right? Yeah, you try it. Uh-huh. Yes. And, and you want to rub it because if you rub it, you will probably feel a little sensation. Something, yeah. oh, that hurts. Okay. Yes. It, the hurting is an example of how the brainstem perhaps has held the energy of stresses, pain, and trauma, right? Yeah. And so this brainstem's function is actually to manage our emotions. It is also the part of us that manages um the all the, the 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 very aspects of the things that have to happen the breathing the heartbeat and digestion these are the three body functions that you know we will have these until the creator says come home right exactly but its main function in imagining all these emotions is that when we're under tension stress trauma the brainstem says okay I'm going to hold your breath so you don't feel the pain and the trauma. And when I read that, I said, well, wait a minute. No, why am I holding my breath so much all the time? Because I don't necessarily remember or identify with anything that I've had as these early traumas. But then the more I started practicing breath techniques, I took shiatsu, I took meditation, I took tai chi, all of these uh upper conscious kind of uh, uh, modalities have the breath as the basis of the way in which we relax the nervous system and slow down and mentally the mind begins to process differently along with the body processing differently. The more I learned about the breath, I started being, my, it's as if my consciousness began to awaken more. Mm -hmm. And I began to remember that, yeah, your, your, your dad used to say some terrible things to you. Your dad used to call you names. Your dad actually one time picked you up and pushed you up against a, a dresser and you ran away from home. Remember that? Okay. And it's as if my mind had just pushed 
all of these painful things out of my consciousness because the brainstem said, oh, no, 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 that little woman, she, she, she couldn't be able to deal with these things. Well, after years and years of attracting um, other types of abusive relationships, uh, after reawakening from some of these relationships and saying, you know, I, I can't do this anymore, I'm sending husbands away and uh, uh, continuing this kind of drinking drug in between being on radio, TV and print and breathing with people and having sessions and growing in the world of breath. There was still this part of me that was still oftentimes I'd fall into the bed and holding my breath. And the husband that I was married to, my first husband, he helped me a great deal because he said, you know what, when I talk to you at times and I try to hold you and touch you, go away, you start biting me sometimes. And Lord knows if, I, if you're in a corner in the kitchen, oh man, you just like push me away and almost come out slugging at night if I come to touch you. What happened to you? Wow. When I went to a therapist, the therapist said, you know, your husband is identifying that perhaps you've been abused in some kind of physical way. Do you remember ever being raped or molested? And I said, oh, oh, no, no. Well, Dr. D, he and I, you know, we eventually broke up. We remained friends for years. Um, we had two children together. Um, I married a second man. He was drugs, serious uh, drag in the streets, domestic violence, real crazy. I'd send him away. And now I'm moving from into my middle age right now. I'm around about 40-ish or so. I'm about 45. I've lost the son. I've been homeless. I've had all these adversities. Breath helped me, yes. It managed a lot of the stress of these adversities. The breath techniques I used, I was able to help organize million people marches in the middle of the marches. I could breathe and I could just, you know, cool as a cucumber, right? But the self-care, the self-love, mm -hmm. it was something that, as I would say that I have been able to manage these things. And then I come off of a radio station where I was drinking and snorting cocaine and all these things. I said, you know, this is not congruent. This ain't right. It's so wrong with me. What's wrong with me? And so, you know, I'm a counselor by degree. I'm a coach. What's wrong with me? What can I give to myself to make myself a better person? So, so. And I learned a particular breath technique that, that took to my subconscious. And that's when the miracles occur. Thank you so very much for tuning in today. As you can see, we have the magnificent, this beautiful person that is going to help us reshape our lives and literally get back in the game. Yes. So I am grateful. I'm elated. I'm thankful for Miss Kendi. I am also grateful and thankful to you. So Miss Kendi, in the meantime, tell the P fam how they can find you. Website, phone number, email. What do you want to leave with us? Well, we want you to go to the website, 
we actually have videos on the website that you can start breathing today. They're free and are always available 24-7. Uh, the name of that website is Positive Energy Works. It's uh, one E that connects positive with energy and works is at the end. Positive Energy Works, P-O-S-I-T-I-B-E-N-E-R-G-Y-W-O-R-K-S, Positive Energy Works. You can uh, assess the website. It uh, tells you a lot about breathing, its importance, and 24-7. If you're feeling, you know, can't sleep at night and you're feeling, you know, like you're struggling with some anxiety or some tension, you just come agree with me. You'll see that on the website. And uh, to learn more about Black Love Day, in which we will be offering a lot of breathing uh, sessions throughout the whole month of February. Uh, our theme this year is Breath Solutions to Increase uh, Black Love in Families. And so we want you to know about those two, get it open to the public. And we want everyone to know that when you breathe better, you live better because there really is power in our breathing. Ah, thank you so much, Miss Kendi. Thank You're you, thank welcome. you, thank you. Thank you for the wonderful questions. I know I tend to teach, I'm a teacher. <laughs> That's what a sacred is, is a master teacher. So I, I, I'm not good at saying short answers. So yes, I'll be glad to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And, and that's what we need because this is a learning experience. And PFAM, let me just tell you, for your inspiration and empowerment, we are having our first annual Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places Self-Love Retreat, which will be held at the beautiful MGM Grand Hotel at National Harbor, Maryland. It is designed specifically for your growth and development. We have an impressive lineup of speakers. And let me throw a bone at you right now. Miss Kendi is going to be one of our speakers at this event. And you don't want to miss it. So she will positively impact your self-love standing. Tune in for the next episode that we have together and she's going to share more about Black Love Day and everything else that she offers. So know right now you will be able to register for the event at my website drdcarol.com that's d-r-d-e-e-c-a-r-r-o-l-l.com and the first 15 registrants will receive a 10% discount. Allow me to leave you with Ezekiel 37.5, which says, this is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. Take care and be safe. Thank you for listening. I hope you found today's episode valuable and inspiring. Remember, you have the power to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. 
If you want to continue on your journey towards emotional freedom and achieving your full potential, be sure to visit drdcarol.com. That's D-R-D-E-E-C-A-R-R-O-L-L.com for more resources and information. Again, thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that quitting is not an option.